What's going on, everybody? How are you guys doing out there? You are now listening to the YFYI podcast. I am your host, Sunny D. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. If you're a repeat listener, visitor, if you're new, welcome to the YFYI podcast. Your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive, but thrive in the business of beauty. That's what I'm talking about on this podcast. So I hope, I hope that's what you're looking for because survival is for the birds. It's not about survival. It's about thriving. It's about getting everything you want, getting everything that you imagined, getting everything possible out of your career, out of your business, out of your journey in the industry. Now, some of you, I know we've got quite a few subscribers we've been picking up lately that are not in the beauty industry. People have been messaging me. They're in lots of different, I mean, we got people in tech, we got people in kind of semi-related, you know, fashion or cosmetic. We got people in retail. We got people in real estate. I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? all these different people that are listening to the podcast and are getting a lot of value, I'm like, awesome. Because it is, I mean, your first year in, and it could be multiple industries. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. If you're not yet a subscriber, I do have a couple of asks. One, that you would subscribe in the Apple Podcast Store, iTunes Store. You can do that. You just hit the subscribe button in the app. And two... If you would go and leave a review, a rating, if you do a five-star rating and review, that helps the podcast get discovered when people are looking for what's hot, what's trending, what's one of the top podcasts. My goal is to have the YFYI podcast appear on that list. And the way it's going to appear on that list is from people like you, our listeners, going in there, leaving a rating and review. And in return, not only will the content keep coming to you, it's absolutely free, but I'm also sending out exclusive YFY swag. I've got these really awesome t-shirts that I'm sending out. So when you do your review, you leave your rating, it takes about 24 hours for it to appear. Once it appears, you take a little screenshot, send it to me, I'll verify it for you, and then I will ship out your swag. That's the deal. And these are limited edition. We had a few of them at Caper where we launched the book. But really, it's going to be a very, I think, exclusive group of people that are going to be wearing them. So then when we come to a city near you on a YFY book tour or a meetup, you can show up in your shirt and you can be like, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, you must be VIP. And you're like, that's right. I'm VIP, YFYI VIP. So that's what we got going on. So I appreciate you each and every week tuning in. Uh, This is going to be an awesome episode. This is another edition of the money episode, this little kind of hybrid episode that's attached to the YFY movement. A lot of people have been digging it. If you have not listened to the previous money episodes, I advise you to go ahead and do that. You can look for the hashtag TME. For the money episode where I talk about money and I always have to give my disclaimer. I think I give this disclaimer 
probably on every money episode, but I have to because I don't want somebody coming to me telling me that you did this X, Y, and Z, and then you you something happened to your finances. I am not an accountant. This is not you know tax advice. This is not you know your professional accountant advice. This is strictly advice from one entrepreneur, my perspective, how I view it, what you can use, learn, maybe get inspired to do with it. That's going to be totally up to you. But I have to do that because you know somebody's going to be like, well, I, I took my I took my whole uh, savings and I invested it in X Y Z and I lost it all, lost my shirt. And now I'm living on the street. It's all Sunny D's fault, and I'm going to be like, eh, eh, it ain't my fault. But this is just my slant. This is my perspective. Uh, things that I talk about are things that I actively do, believe, have tried. You know, I'll tell you about the goods. I'll tell you about the bads, I'll tell you about the uglies, I'll tell you about all of it. But when you think about it, you know, the money episode is a, it's an important topic because as you're building your business, whether you actually are the man or woe man, you own it <clears throat> or you work in it, you have to understand you are a business and you have to understand the components of your business just like a living organism, a human being requires certain things to survive a business requires certain things to survive. So what does a human being require to survive? One of the main things is like blood, oxygen. Without those two things, you are dead. You are human no more. The same goes for a business. A business requires the blood and oxygen of a business is going to be revenue. It's going to be money. It's going to be Funds coming in, if you have a widget or if you have a haircut or if you have a product or whatever your item is, you go out to the marketplace, you the business, and you persuade. People might not like that word, but it's a persuasion. It's a, it's a you convince people to trade their money, which is the oxygen, the blood that your business needs to survive, for... <clears throat> the thing, the widget, the product, the service that you produce. If you can do that in quantities big enough, then your business will make a profit. The purpose of a for-profit business, it's in the title, folks, right? It's for-profit. There also are non-profits where their objective may be to help an organization or a cause or fund or research, but they're not in business to make a profit. But don't get it twisted. A nonprofit still is a business, and a business requires revenue to come in. Now, whether you want to be a nonprofit or not, that's your business. You decide. I am a for profit business owner, and we have multiple businesses. And those businesses generate revenue. That revenue is the oxygen and or blood of the business. And without it, the business will die. Now, of course, in a for-profit business, you want to generate more revenue than you have going out in expense. Because that is your profit. And as the business owner, if you're a single owner or if you're a, a partner, if you're a minority shareholder, whatever you are, you're hoping 
that that business does generate that profit because then you're going to be able to share in the spoils. You know, just like when in the pirates, they take the boat and they, they get the booty, right? You share in the spoils. Now, if your business doesn't achieve that, then you're in business for how long? We don't know because ultimately you have three options. You're either going to lose money, you're either going to break even, or you're either going to make a profit. So those are the three things with that blood, with that oxygen that's coming in the business. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. If you're a nonprofit, you still have expenses. You still have, need that blood, that oxygen flowing into the business. But ultimately, <clears throat> in a nonprofit, you're not looking to cash out, so to speak. You're not, your, your motivation isn't to make a profit. You know, you're just doing the business to support, like I said, whatever the foundation agency or whatever it is. So in our businesses, I own salons. I own other companies. I pay attention to revenue. My goal is to move enough of my product or service and quantities great enough to not only generate revenue, but generate a surplus of revenue, a.k.a. a profit, for the vision, for the work, for the organization, for the systemization of the business. And if I don't do that, then I'm doing one of two things. I'm losing money or I'm breaking even. I want you to look at your balance sheet as, as a business and kind of assess yourself. It's real simple. Are you losing money? <clears throat> are you breaking even? And or are you making a profit? Now, if you look at your business, just in simple terms, I'll give you some numbers. So you got, you know, your business, your business did $1,000 this month, we'll just say, right? Your expenses were, you know, $800. So that means in this scenario that you did $200 in profit. So there you go. You're in, you're in, you know, you're in the money, right? You're, you're in, you're on the upside. You're in the green. Now, your business break even, simply put, your business generated a thousand, cost a thousand to do business, you broke even. Your business did a loss. Your business generated thousand, cost one thousand one hundred dollars. You are in the red. Right? You're in the red a hundred. Where does that hundred come from? Right? That's gonna be uh, something that you're gonna discover that you're gonna have a cash reserve. Now, when you start a business, ultimately, you know that cash reserve, that runway, <clears throat> or in fancy business terms, it's called a burn rate, how quickly it's burning through that cash, you want it to be as short as possible. Sometimes it takes a year, sometimes it takes two years before the business actually becomes profitable. It could take three years. There's some huge businesses right now that are not profitable. There's businesses out there that are, I mean, billions and billions and billions of dollars. So they're still alive, though, because they're generating billions and billions and billions of dollars. But it's also costing that same billions and billions and billions of dollars for them to stay afloat. Now, a lot of those businesses that are out there, you know of. I'll give you one quick example. You know, there's a business, a little company you may have heard of called Amazon, Amazon.com, that has every single thing you could ever think of on planet earth on their website 
they generate billions and billions and billions of dollars, but it costs them billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to operate their business. So they're not showing a profit. They're losing money. Where does that gap come from? So they have a burn of cash going on too. So what they do is they go to the public and they say, hey, we're building this great company. It's gonna, it's worth so much money. It's gonna do billions of dollars for many, many years. Would you like to buy a little piece of it? They become publicly traded. They go on the stock market. Everybody sees all the amazing things that they're doing. And they're like, yeah, I wanna be a part of that. So people start running in droves to buy a piece, a little piece, a little taste of a company called Amazon. So what does that do? When that company called Amazon gets purchased, those shares get purchased, they become more valuable. And then more people come <clears throat> and they buy shares. And then as the value of those shares go up, the people that bought it initially, their value increases. So say you were one of the first people when Amazon came out and they were like, hey, we're selling shares of our company. We're building this really great thing and it's going to be worth so much and we're going to sell you a share and that share is going to cost $100. And then you, take, you buy five shares for $500 and you're in the game, right? You own a little piece of Amazon. Now, over the next <clears throat> five years, you're watching Amazon because now it's publicly traded. It's on the stock market. And over the next five years, you're watching that stock go up. It's going to go down. It goes left. It goes right. It goes everything sideways. Now, as you watch that, you have to then ask yourself, when it was $100 and then after year one, it's up to $200, do I want to sell my shares? Now, you bought five shares at $100, so you spent $500 on those shares. Now those same five shares, the company's worth $200 a share. So now those same five shares you had, if you sold them, you would then get $1,000, which means you would have just made a profit of $500. So then you ask yourself, do I want to sell? And then you say, no, I'm going to hold on to them. Now the next year, the next year, your little stock of Amazon that went up to $200 goes back down to $150. So now you get a little nervous and you're like, okay, I got five shares and now my shares were worth $150. So my five or were worth $200. Now they're worth $150. So now if I sold my five shares, I would get $750, which means I still only paid in the beginning, I paid 500 bucks. So I'm still making a profit of 250. And it's at this point, my friends, that most people do that. They go ahead and sell. But if you listen to some of the pros and you watch some of the best investors in the world, they don't get scared and sell because this company loses value. Yet here's the thing you have to understand, and this goes true to your company as well. Your company is going to gain value. It's going to lose value and everything in between every single day. 
You can't base your decision on short-term economics. You have to think about long-term sustainability and long-term potential for your business to increase in value over time. Now talk to me in, you know, 5 to 10 years. You know, most businesses, I mean really to understand the economics, you need that kind of like runway to see what the business is doing. That's where a lot of people don't understand when they're trying to make money on a business. <clears throat> they look short term. Most people don't have vision. You're not long-sighted enough. You need to just think about it. Long-sighted vision. Because here's the rest of that story. So what would you do? You might have sold. So they sold. They sold those five shares. They got the $750. They got a cool $250 profit. And they were out of that business. Well, here's what happened. So in the first couple of years, it went up to the third year, it went down to 150. The fourth year, guess what it did? Guess what it did? It went down to $75. So then you're thinking, oh man, I made an awesome decision. I made an awesome decision. I sold because now my five shares in year four, I was looking at 150. Year five, we'll say it went down to $75. And if I had sold now my five shares at $75, I'm getting $375, meaning I just took a loss of $125. So I lost $125. If I had held on to those shares from year one, when they were at $100 a share where I bought them, year three, it went up to 200. <clears throat> I decided to hold. Year four, it went down to 150. I got a little nervous and I sold. I got my 250 profit. Year five, it went down to 75. It lost half of its value from year four. So then I would have lost. So I'm thinking I'm smart. Well, here's what happens. On year six, on year seven, and this is hypothetical, but this is kind of based on reality. If you would take a look into some of the, the companies that are out there, they have this kind of what's called volatility. So year six, it went up to 150. Year seven, it went up to 350. Year eight, it went up to 850. Now you're thinking, dang, I want to get back in. And here's what happens. People are always mistiming. So this is when you decide, oh man, it's rocketing up. I'm getting back in. I'm getting back in. And then when you get back in, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to go down again. So that's, what, that's the timing issue that most people have when you look at a stock or when you look at a company. It's timing. So what do you want to look for? Look for companies that you know have the possibility of being around long term. And that's where I love the business of beauty. You think about haircut and hair color. People have been coloring and cutting their hair since before this century. Do you think that they will be cutting and coloring their hair in the next century? Yes, I do.
So knowing long-term. Now, if I get caught up in that short-term economic and I start getting you know, anxiety and worrying about short-term loss, I'm going to miss the long-term gain. And that's what a lot of people do. So my encouragement for you guys, if you're you know, to take away anything from this, is understand long-term economics always win. <clears throat> if you're in a business that has long-term value, and you can see it, and it's, I mean, that's kind of subjective. I mean, certain things you know are going to be around. You know, people that are in the water business are probably going to be, you know, they always got to find new gimmicks and new ways to sell water, but people are going to be, the body's made of water. It's not going anywhere. Everyone's already been conditioned. They're buying bottled water. You know, they got the big marketing campaigns against drinking any other kind of water, but, you know, pure water. So you got to come up with different ways to market it. But at the end of the day, it's a pretty safe bet that's going to be around forever. So who knows? I'm not saying I'm starting a water company, but might not be a bad idea. Especially when, you know, everyone's afraid of drinking the water that comes out of their faucet because some of the marketing, I mean, look at like in Florida, there's hurricanes. We had some hurricanes recently, uh, you know, water supply and you can see what people do uh, with water. But just going back to that little company we were talking about called Amazon. So just for an, as an example, in uh, 2013, 2013, Amazon uh, 1231, we'll say December 31st, 2012, Amazon opens for sale at $243.75. Now, this is going back to my example. Remember, I did that over five, six, seven years? So this is 2012. So here we are in 2017. If you were that person that got in and out and got scared because in 2012, you know, 2013, you bought it at $259, and then <clears throat> it went up, it went down, it went up, it went down, and then in 2015, January 5th, it closed at $296. You might have been one of those people that were like, all right, well, when I bought it, you know, it was $259. I'm not making that much money. It's been a couple of years. I made a little bit. I'm out. I'm selling. So then you sold. Well, people that would have held on that bought it back then when it was $296, $59 at the beginning of 2013 and they held on to it until today you know 2017 Amazon today just closed at $967.80 a share good company strong economics the willingness to hold, if you believe that the company has value over time, you will win. If you're buying into the fad, like a lot of people, you know, they're mistiming it. So they're always running in when you're supposed to be running out. And you're always running out when you're supposed to be running in. So if you're looking at making a business investment, if you're looking at your own business, you're thinking of yourself as a business, are you in it for the long haul? Don't get caught up in short-term economics Make sure you do the math and understand the business that you're in or the business that you're about to go in. 
and know that stick and stay is what I always like to say is bound to pay. You know, and that's and that's the that's the message, guys. That's the message. So we're talking stocks today. This is the money episode. Hopefully, this gives you a little insight. I'm just I cherry pick that one company because it's a company that I follow and I've been following. I'm not gonna say you should own shares of it. I may or may not own shares of it. I'm not endorsing it. I don't have any. You know, I'm not. I don't work for Amazon. I'm not trying to promote their company. I'm just, I'm a super customer. Uh, buy pr- plenty of Amazon product and all that good stuff. But I'm just using them as an example. You could pick a, a you know, you think of any company, it's just one that a lot of you guys would know. Take a look at it. Start to learn a little bit about this. Go to CNBC. Go to, you know, look at your stocks. Most of us have little stock apps that come with the phone. They're built in. They're part of the, you buy the phone and it already has a stock app on there. Pick three or four companies. Look at their performance. Look at, you know, their performance over a year, over two years, over three years, over four years. You're going to find if it's a, if it's a company that has a product that you know, I mean, Amazon pretty much, they're cornering the entire world wide web. Uh, We know online shopping probably isn't going anywhere. It's still kind of even new. It's been around for like 20 years. So it's a pretty strong possibility that they're going to increase in value continually over the long term. That's what you need to be doing with yourself. That's what you need to be doing with your business. It is a long-term play. It's not going to blow up overnight. We've seen markets crash. We've seen bubbles burst. There's going to be more bubbles burst. But when you think about your own business and you think about your own positioning, think long-term. And that's going to be a major key for you to be able to develop any serious money. Next time I talk to you guys, we're going to talk about, okay, now I'm thinking long-term. Maybe I got a little money. What now? What do I do now? And I'm going to take you guys through a couple of uh, processes that I do when I'm looking at buying building, growing, expanding my own companies. So I hope this information helps you out. I hope it's, you know, it makes the subject of economics, it makes the subject of business and finance and money not so intimidating like it was to me. I'm a guy barely graduated high school. I definitely want to be wealthy and help people understand finance and take down some of the barriers when you watch or listen or read and it's like, what? I don't even understand what they're talking about. So that's the goal with the money episode. Hope you guys get a ton out of it. Can't wait to see you. I've got some dates coming up. I'm going to be floating around the country, a couple different places coming up. I think, uh, let's see, where am I going to be? Wisconsin. No, Milwaukee. Yes, Milwaukee, Wisconsin next month. Um, Coming up, I'm going to Kentucky for a couple events, Paul Mitchell related, doing some uh, little hair shows. September in a couple weeks, I'll be in Kentucky. Next month, I'll be in Milwaukee. I'll also be in Alabama, going to visit some Paul Mitchell schools there. Huntsville and Birmingham, can't wait to see you guys there. Hopefully, you know, sign a book for you, take some pictures, answer some questions. If you're going to be in any of those cities, hit me up, hit me on the DM on uh, Instagram, SunnyD1.0, if you want to meet, grab coffee, talk shop, whatever it is. If you're in any of those cities, let me know. Love to catch up with you. And 
that's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for being a subscriber. Make sure you leave a rating and review. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that so you get notified every time a new episode drops. And if you haven't gotten your copy of YFYI, the book, go to yourfirstyearin.com. Order a copy. Order two copies. I'll sign them. Write a note to you, whatever you want me to write it to or whoever you want me to write it to, and I'll send it out to you. Appreciate you guys supporting and listening. Love the fact that our subscriber base is growing. Make sure you share this episode with a friend, a family, a colleague, anybody you know that needs a little insight, a little checkup from the neck up. And until next time, guys, remember the YFY podcast is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will have to be, well, you won't have to be, you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening to another episode, another special episode, the money episode of the YFY podcast, and I will talk to you guys soon. Money, 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 money